Good evening, boys and girls. Welcome back to another live edition of the Highbury Squad. This is what you all wanted. Signings, business. It's the summer transfer window special with two very special players. I'm going to let them riff about where we're going and who we can be. Here we go. Good evening, boys and girls. Welcome to another live edition of the Highbury Squad. Uh, welcome back. Look at this man. I mean, I feel so underdressed right now. It's Dicky <laughs> Bow Thursday, and Super Kev is back in the house. Oh, oh. hey, Sophie! <laughs> I saw you looking dapper and crisp and sharp on Sky. So don't give me none of that. You've just toned down now. You've toned down I did. Now. I got, now I just got my stars and stripes yeah, on. Yeah, you, you just toned down now. You're leaving it up to, look, I didn't even have a chance to come home and shower and do all that kind of thing. I've been out of business all the day. And, uh, listen, I had to be ready for Curtis, so it's Dicky Bow Thursday. Yes, so welcome yeah, to the show. Bro. You guys, we're giving it to you this week. Some great guests. And the, I know Kev and Curtis have chatted on Curtis' channel, but I've been trying to get Curtis on this channel. And here we are. We finally made it happen. Curtis, welcome to the Highbury Squad. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's a pleasure to be here, man. I'm honoured. And Kev, you, you never told me the dress code. I got suits upstairs. I could have dressed up, you know. Curtis, I've got to be honest with you. I'm the only one who's wearing the dicky bow and sometimes okay. Sophie. So you don't need to go there, mate. You're yeah, fine yeah, as yeah, you are. No worries. Fine yeah, as yeah. You and good evening, squaddies. Welcome back to the programme. Good to have you back in the house. Very proud of you all last night. Um you did us proud with the Jack Wilshire show. And if you missed that, please go to the YouTube channel and check that out. You won't want to miss that. Kev, I especially like the short sleeve, though, with the old, you know. Yeah, listen, look. finally we're getting some hot weather and I'm making the most. But <laughs> I'm making the most, but you know I've got to have the dicky bowl on on the Thursday. All right. Our listeners are super excited to have Curtis in the house tonight. They've been asking this one for uh, asking for this one for a long time. Can't wait to hear your take on this, guys. Here it is. This is the one we've been waiting for. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe signs. Look at that proud picture right there, hey? Where they do. Hey, dude's looking sharp as well this uh, Thursday. Um, uh, Alteta looks a bit younger than he did at the first preseason game, that's for sure. Uh, Curtis, let's start off with you. Yeah. You know, the rumours, Aston Villa, we all knew that was a ruse. Um, give us your take. I think this is such an important signing and a good boost for the Arsenal fandom as well. Do you know what? It's something we can smile about because we were tired back in the day when Sanchez contract and Ozil's contract and Van Persie's. I was tired of hearing one year left and next minute we've got to sell them. We're tying down the future of the football club. Sako, Smithrow, Martinelli are pretty much the three best young players at the club. They've all extended within the past year. So no matter what happens with Mikel Arteta, if he moves on eventually or he stays here long term, you're securing a major part of our future, three potential stars of the future. So I think it's a massive boost. You know, I was tired of the Aston Villa slander all of a sudden taking Buendia, Emi Martinez, they're trying to buy Smith-Rowe. I didn't need that kind of pressure, you know. I'm trying to see Arsenal <laughs> back with Man United and Man City and that. I don't need Aston Villa grabbing our tail and trying to pull us down there. So, 
listen, none of that. Smith Rose signed, it's done, it's positive. We have to build on it, man. I'm I'm actually happy at the moment. You know, the sun's shining, Arsenal are doing a little bit of business. You know, let's let's keep moving in that direction. Such a great point. And just before we came on air, guys, the three of us were talking about how we've been so uh, lackadaisical and remiss of getting contracts renewed at optimal times, Super Kev. And like Curtis says, here we are. We're, we're, we're securing all of these players and also Kieran Tierney as well. Um, and of course, Aubameyang resigned and we hope that he's going to have the kind of season that we want him to. But when you look at the future, but also players that are going to have a massive impact on the present, like these three are no joke and they're going to have a say in the type of season that we have. What's your take on how we're doing our business so far this summer? Yeah, I think some some credit has to go. I think there was a, a, a bit of a lull where there was not really much happening. And then Tavares came in and then, you know, there was rumours of Ben White, you know, the Congo got done, Ben White's coming in, he secures, obviously, Saka, Tierney signed his contract, didn't he? You know, uh, listen, these, Curtis is right, these are the future of the football club, but you've got to add to them, you mm. for coming in, young players are coming in to, to, to join that group, but I think what we know we need now is a bit more experience. We need so, some experienced players to come now. So Kev and Curtis, we've you know we've talked about that a lot on our show, Curtis and Kev, and we we spoke about it with Jack Wilshire last night too, because mm. I compared Saka to Jack, and Jack said at least when he came into the team and there were these expectations, he had a lot of quality senior experience. players and experience around him, and we saw last season that Saka and ESR and Tierney. Um, pretty much carried the team and those senior plays that we know are the deadwood we need to get rid of weren't able to do that. How do you see that shaping up a little bit? Are you still concerned that even Lakonga's young, Tavares is young, you know, ESR Martinelli, um, Tierney a little bit more seasoned, of course, he has Champions League experience as well. What, what's your what's your take on that, Curtis? Yeah, I, I think the the experienced players have got to step up because not not only the Deadwood who we need to get rid of, the experienced better players need to step up. So I'm looking at Aubameyang, like how many times did Saka get us out of the mess last season? Do you know what I mean? Where he's pulled something out the bag. I want to see Pepe, Aubameyang, Thomas Partey. I want to see those players actually take responsibility now because we shouldn't be relying on Saka and Smith Rowe to win his games every week. Kev knows when he was, you know, a player, youngsters coming through, but them experienced players have got to show them the way, you know. They shouldn't be the leaders of the dressing room. They shouldn't mm -hmm. have that kind of pressure on them. So I'm delighted we've got those young players, but I want to see the more experienced players say, hang on a minute, you know, you're only 19, 20. I'm, I'm a seasoned pro right now, Bamiak. He should be saying, I'm the get, main man in this dressing room, you know? Get yeah. under here. You know what I mean? Here you get go. Under. I'll look after you. Yeah. yeah but, I'll look after you. 100%. Yeah, you know. It's 100%. He, he needs to channel this guy, the guy that he was when he was throwing on the Wakanda mm. um, outfit. And we, we need that guy back, don't we? Big time. Badly. Big time. So, so, Sophie, do you know something? And I'm, I'm going to make a, a pretty good statement here. I think the key to the signing of Ben White is going to see the re-emergence of Aubameyang. The reason why is because mm. Ben White is a player. When he wins the ball at the back, he starts shifting through the gears up the pitch. And what yeah. that does, 
that gets the opposition off, off, off balance. Mm -hmm. And not only is his distribution good, short, his distribution long is good. And mm. if you remember, Aubameyang was having a lot of joy over the top. Could you remember? Over the yeah. top of the... The Liverpool games, Kev. In the yeah. community shield in yes. the league. The teeny Hurt. over the top ball, yeah. Hurting them, hurting them. But the problem we had is we didn't have the delivery from the back. No, yeah. disres no disrespect to Holding. Holding isn't that type of player. He's not good enough on the ball. Ben White with Sin can do that. And not only that, he can, he can run into midfield, which can actually free up our midfield because if their midfield don't go to him, he'll go all the way, which yeah. is a huge offensive weapon. So can you guys explain to me then, okay, because um, Ben White, I'm not comparing David Luiz and Ben White, but David Luiz, for all his critics, Curtis, is, uh, you know, he still had the ability to play the ball so well out of the back. Yeah. Um, and, and I think despite his um, mistakes, you could tell like we missed that. So, Kev, when you're talking about Ben White bringing it, bringing it out um, from from the back and playing the way, is it is it like a, a Stones at City type? Can you, you know, for those yeah. of us who aren't as tactically, you know, don't yeah, have that uh, prowess. Uh, yeah, astute. So I, I suppose when you saw, could you remember when um, Vincent Company scored that goal for Man City to get him over the line? Vincent mm -hmm. Company was pushed up the pitch. Why? Because you peg teams back. So, therefore, he can go and join in. I think yeah. Ben White is that type of player. So many times we saw our central midfielders having to go right on the foot of the centre-backs and play outside of our box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Because our defenders ain't good enough on the ball. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, if the centre-backs are good enough on the ball... The Partey's or or whoever is in midfield Push can go f further up the pitch. Yeah. So Curtis, does that mean we're going to see more of a box to box party next season than more of of kind of how he was at Atletico Madrid? Because he's he's had to be so muted, if you like, based on the talent that we have in the team last season. Talk 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 us through that because. How we can improve and elevate him, I think, as well. And Kev brings up a good point in, in who's behind him being able to do that. Does that mean we're going to see a little bit more of him being that type of player? Yeah, I think so. I think that centre-back will give him more freedom to push up the pitch. I think I think most people can agree. The part A we saw at Atletico, we haven't seen that at Arsenal because he hasn't got that kind of freedom. You know, they had ball players around him, Saul and Koke and all these players. It's funny because when... When I played football when I was younger, I feel like attacks were started in midfield. You got the ball to the midfielder who could play and then you started. Where now, you start with the goalkeeper. You know what I mean? Edison's as good on the ball as probably most midfielders. Mm -hmm. So I think Mikel Arteta wants that ball-playing defender so that we can start attacks from the back. You look at most successful teams in Europe. You've got Ramos at Madrid. You've got a Van Dijk at Liverpool. got Alaba at Bayern Munich. Stones at Man City, they're all comfortable at getting the ball off the keeper and starting attacks. And I don't think we've got that. I think when Rob Holdings asked to do that job, he panics and gets caught on the ball. He hasn't been raised like that at Bolton and, and teams like that. So I think, you know, I think Ben White is the right kind of profile for what he wants. He's 23, 24. He's got time on his side. I think now it's about what we put around him to build that team and whether he can take that responsibility. Because the one thing I will say about Ben White, 
at Brighton, he had Lewis Stunk to kind of lean on. He was the experienced leader, the captain. You're putting Ben White maybe next to a Gabriel who's 20, 22, 23, inexperienced as well. You've got two guys there who are not the most experienced. So it's whether Ben White can take that responsibility and become a leader, you know, to, to help us move forward. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of you are writing in chat. I'm, I'm just putting this picture up because he looks good in the kit. <laughs> it's not official by any stretch. Um, but Kev, so many Arsenal fans have complained. Why well, hey, we don't spend enough money? Why aren't we buying players for 50 million or whatever? And I think with Ben White, people also forget you know, the market for British players is so much more expensive. Mm -hmm. And also when you think about, there's a reason Gareth South Southgate brought him into the fold when Trent was injured. Um, and as you look to the World Cup, and he's definitely going to be a player that is going to emerge. So having him, you know, and also I think we haven't really had a core of British players in that back line for a few years. So I, I think, I'm excited about his signing. I'm not worried about the value in particular with with this player. Um, am I right or wrong on that one? No, you're right. And, and and this is typical Arsenal fans, isn't it? You know, we don't spend the money. Then when we do, oh, it's too expensive. Well, what do you want <laughs> us to do? You know, a good English, English international centre-back who has got a big window to improve, but he's already very good. He's very good on the ball. He's the type of player that we need that will make a difference to us at the back. Because defensively, we were fine at times last season. But our, the problem is our, our attack suffered. Why? Because we weren't comfortable enough on the ball at the back. And you know what teams then do? Teams then sit there and say, okay, break us down. Yeah. And, and you can't. And then once, once a centre-half goes in and joins, then they have a major, major problem. So... Again, I think this sign of Ben White, many people don't really know a lot about Ben White. Luckily, I have been in and around the championship a couple of seasons ago when I saw him have an absolutely incredible season for Leeds. And he's, he's the type of player that will improve us. Um, Curtis, how do you um, respond to these kinds of requests, on, uh, requests, questions and points and opinions on your show? Because, of course... Saliba is the $64 million pickle, right? Um, we bought him for 27. He's been loaned out now three seasons in a row. Um, he's chosen to go back to France. And Gunning You Down says, we had Saliba, who's way more physical than White. Great on the ball, has pace. So why are we spending $50 million on Ben White when the, when the midfield is the priority? How do you respond to um, opinions like that? And, and knowing that we haven't even seen Saliba play in the Premier League, whereas we have seen Ben White. Do you know what? I think it's interesting because for me, I'm I'm frustrated with the Saliba situation. I would have liked to have seen him given an opportunity this season. I think if you look at left centre-back, we could have had Gabriel and Pablo Marie and then right centre-back, you could potentially have Ben White and Saliba fighting for that place. I think that's a quite a competent four we would have had. So for him to go on loan again, and obviously we know Holding got a new contract, he's probably going to stay. I just get the impression, I don't know what Kev thinks, I just get the impression that Arteta doesn't like him. For whatever reason, whatever's happened behind the scenes or whatever, we've seen it in football dressing rooms where, you know, you can rate a player, but for some reason the manager doesn't like something about him or how he plays, he doesn't think he's ready. I just, even though we improved defensively last season in terms of stats and we conceded less goals, 
I still don't look at Rob Holding and think you're the answer to our problems or Callum mm. Chambers. They're decent squad players. But I don't see why Saliba hasn't been given that chance. And, and to loan him out again, he comes back with two years left on his deal. You know, he could be thinking, if he has a good year at Marseille, who are a big club in the French League, they're in Europe as well, he might come back and say, do you know what? I'm, I wouldn't mind staying over here. So I do think they've managed it a little bit. You know, I'm not too sure why they haven't given him an opportunity this season. And Arteta did say last year he would be given an opportunity in pre-season. Yeah, and Curtis, I think, I think sometimes what we've got to do is read between the lines on this one. Yeah. I, partic I particularly think um, the, the, it was the impression to give Saliba the opportunity. But what happened with his parents and, and, and especially his mum uh, passing away last year, he wanted to go back to the comfort of France. And remember, he's still a very young man. Yes, he's big, he's physical, he's got all the attributes. And we would have loved to have seen him pre-season. But he's still yeah. a baby. He's still a baby. And 27 when, million pound baby, Kev. Yeah, yeah. Sophie, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter the price. Because when you lose loved ones, as you well know, you, you maybe just want to go back to, to, to where you're comfortable. Agree now, unfortunately... Arsenal are, the, are left holding the bag, aren't they? What what do we do? Do we adhere to what he, he wants and he wants to go back to France because he's more comfortable, give him a bit more time, you know, be that club that care? Because they've never once said that, yeah, he's they're going to sell him. Mm -hmm. And Kev. he's only young. So he's not, again, going to the, the, the previous comment, he's not played a game in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Ben White has played games in the Premier League. Ben White's a, 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 a bud in England international. So you have room to, to give him a season leeway. I I understand that. I, I'm leaning to... We've said on the show, Curtis, and you brought up a point. With Saliba, it feels like it's a... I'm not, I'm not questioning Saliba's character, but a personality clash maybe. Arteta, mm. like Pep, is building a team. And you guys can tell me this. You guys have, have played the game. Managers like... George Graham that Kevin played under, he never suffered any falls. He had to be a certain character, a certain personality to be able to play under him. Pep yeah. Guardiola, he's so demanding. You know, two, three seasons in, players, you know, he takes a lot of that, a lot out of them. He sucks a lot of energy out of them. Do you do you think there's some merit in that? In that perhaps Saliba just doesn't meet with his character personality trait as opposed to being a talented footballer? I think you got to look at that Arteta has been around Pep for the last four years and mm -hmm. he's seen the blueprint of success under Pep. So we know that Pep doesn't put up with anything that's slightly out of line. He's not interested. You've got to follow, you know, his line of thought. He may be looking at Saliba and thinking you're not quite ready or there's maybe something in his attitude or maybe like Kev said, he's not settled and... An unsettled player doesn't, you know, sometimes if your life off the pitch isn't right, you, you can't perform on the pitch. The only thing I would say in defence of Saliba is he came to the Premier League at a young age when he could have probably stayed in France in the comforts. I know he suffered tragedy in his family, but I just kind of look at it and think, why has he not been given an opportunity? I felt last year he should have played in the Europa League, especially in the group stage. I think we won all six games in the group stage. It was a bit of a walk in the park. He could have quite easily played in the Europa League and 
give him that time to just settle in, settle in over time without pressure. And by now, we would have probably had a high, an idea if he's good enough. The crazy thing is, he's been at the club, what, two, two and a half years. We don't even know if he's good enough or not because we haven't seen him on the pitch. So when he comes back next year, we're still going to be like, is he good enough? Can he handle the Premier League? We're still not sure. So I just, yeah, I'm not sure about the way he's being handled. And 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 like Fraser uh, can, says, meanwhile, say, meanwhile, Fafana is shining for for Leicester, and they play together at Saint Etienne. And well, let let me just put this one to both of you, Sophia and Curtis. If Arteta didn't fancy him, and the way we are with money right now, mm -hmm. don't you think Arteta would have sold him because his sell-on value is good? He could have got good money for him. And then he could have put that to the pot and then got moving. But he didn't do that. What did he do? He sent him back, back out on loan. That's the that's probably the hardest thing to do, is send him back out on loan. Yeah. But I I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and I guess I, I keep harping on about the full final example and stuff like that. And maybe if he was lo like Willock, right? Willock Mavrobanos, they were the perfect examples of really good loan deals. Um, now marketplace value. Willock, you know, it sounds from from when I was talking to Sky Sports this morning and, um, you know, Steve Bruce really wants to try and make that move happen. Uh, you know, Mavrobanos, we were able to get, I think we still got a little for him, but we got more than we would have if he was just sitting on the bench at the Arsenal. At least he was in the shop window. And with Salibur, I think if he went to a Premier League club and had the kind of season or half a season even that Willock did, maybe his value would be higher and then that sell-on value would be more. But let me let me ask you guys this before we move to, to the ESR um, deal and what that means for our midfield and everything going forward. How then do you see the back line shaping up? Who would part? Who would be the best part? Who's going to be the best partner for Ben White? Is it going to be Gabrielle? And then the right back situation um, is that going to be Chambers? How does that look for you guys? Uh, start with you, Curtis. For me, we need a right back. Um, I think fullback is one of the hardest positions to play in the Premier League because I think we've got some of the best wingers in the in this league than any other league in the world. If you look at for example, if you're playing right back, you're going to play against Grealish, Huminson, Mane, Rashford, Sterling, you know, even a Zaha against Palace, Neto. You're, you're getting now. it. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Sancho, yeah. Sancho as well. You're getting it every week. For me, um, Chambers is a squad player. I don't even think he's a natural right back, if I'm honest. I think he's more comfortable at centre back. Um, Hector Bellerin seems like we're struggling to shift him, you know, a hundred grand a week plus a transfer fee. It's difficult to move him on. Cedric, the, again, there seems to have been something changed all of a sudden with Cedric last season. I think we need a new right back. I, I honestly do. I think to go into this season with Bellerin or Chambers at right back, I think that would be a weakness. I think teams would target that. Um, yeah, Max Aarons, I think, is a good player. I like him. Um, so, yeah, I think Arsenal, I think Gabriel will be the one next to Ben White um, just because I think he's got, I think his ceiling is quite high. I think with time, he can be a top, top quality centre-back um, where I think Pablo Marie is kind of, he's quite solid and dependable, but I think Gabriel can go beyond him. 
obviously we got Tierney at left back, who is quality, and, uh, and Tavares as backup. So for me, just just sort that right back situation out, and it, it looks a pretty decent back four on paper. No Sophie, Cedric, got, Kev. Didn't we, hey, Sophie, didn't we get linked with um, Sergio Dest? Okay, oh, you just. Oh yeah, you boss. know me so. I was literally just going to no, go you, there. No, you're setting me up. That's what you were doing. You're <laughs> setting me up. You're setting me up with Cedric and all that. I know where I you're know. going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Listen, can we, you we imagine Cedric, that? But we know, said, listen, Cedric, Cedric fell foul of Arteta mm. um, yeah. after what was it? One of the games last season. Um, the, Prague the, at home. Yeah, Prague at home, where he made that mistake in the corner, and then they scored from the corner. And, mm. and stuff like that. I think there were some words after that, and he never really in, was involved after that. We, we need a specialist right back. And I covered Barcelona all the last season. And this Sergino Dest, he's a player. He is a player. Up and down, tough, can tackle, run, score. Many people don't know him, but he's good. He's very good. So he why would he come to us, Kev? That's because what everyone in chat sell. is asking. So they, they do. Barcelona, they have to Barcelona mm. are brassic. They're broke. And they need to balance the books. They're trying to so, make up for Messi's mm. wait, wages, aren't they? To, and to, he's taken yeah. a half. He's taken half. He's, and he's oh. taken half they still got to make up. They're getting a fifty percent deal, and look, they're gonna—they're trying to flog Griezmann. They're trying to get him off their books. They're trying to do a deal now with Juventus to get Dybala there, uh, yeah. maybe. And Dest, I've seen him like the U.S. men's national team. I mean, there's this crop of young American players that are bossing it right now, and you know, he is really good. I saw someone in chat said he's not very good defensively. Um, he is. He's, oh, he, he is. is. He's he's. I'm not saying he's Danny Alves. I mean, that's a stretch, but he has the 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 talent to be. He's got everything. Yeah, yeah. He, he really does. So um, before we move a little bit ahead of the pitch, Curtis, I've, I think you have strong feelings about this. <laughs> Take that picture down quick. Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I broke the neck, no Curtis. I broke the neck business, you know, I'm telling you. <laughs> Tell us why. Oh, man. I mean, back-to-back -back relegations, mistakes, not the most commanding. I mean, I don't want to mention a certain goalkeeper, right, that around 12 months or so ago left Arsenal, went and won a trophy with Messi the other day. I don't want to say his name because it triggers people a little bit, but <laughs> when you sell that goalkeeper for £20 million and a year later you want to sign Ramsdale for £30 million, I'm I'm sorry, but no, I can't accept that. I just can't get my... That's a Brook the Neck picture of someone yeah, saying... I got wrong Brook it, man. Look, look, Curtis, he's making a save here. I don't <laughs> think he's getting his hand on that. I think that's beat him. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. Oh, God. Kev, what's your take on... What's your take on the Ramsdale situation? And, I mean, there's Anana, there's... Uh, you know, Leno has expressed maybe wanting to go. I've not seen any narrative about teams coming in for Leno. Um, you can't spend thirty million on a backup goalkeeper. Is Ramsdale as bad as Curtis says? Uh, look, I think in the team he played in, he was in a hide into nothing. Let's be brutally honest: you're in a hide into nothing. But thirty million, I, I just don't. I don't see it. I think there's. I think there's better keepers. 
Uh, um, Sam Johnston, uh, um, West Brom. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we could nick him for, you could nick him for 15 million. Winston think, agrees with you, yeah. Yeah, you know, Winston Gordon is, is smart. That's a smart move because West Brom have to sell. So you yeah. could do that deal, bring him in. And he's someone who, you know, he's been commanding. He's played for a team. He nearly, he nearly kept West Brom up, you know, with some of his performances. I just think that would be a better fit than a Ramsdale. From that, that's my personal view. You know, it, I, I understand. I talked about it on Sky Sports. Hi, Sean. I did because I mentioned um, the Emmy Martinez situation and how it really divides Arsenal fans because a lot of Arsenal fans think that we did sell the better goalkeeper. And when you see him alongside Messi and winning Copa America and how well he did for Aston Villa last year, you could say that there are a lot of Arsenal fans on this occasion that that have, have every right to have that opinion. Um, how real is this, you guys? Curtis, do you know, have you heard, like, how real is this? 30 million when... <sighs> You, we need we need more in defence. We need a right back. You could ask, argue that, you know, yes, Balogun might get his chances this season, but do we need a striker? It seems like a lot of money on a player, like you said. This is the issue I have with Chambers. He was Fulham's player of the year when they were relegated. It's been at mm. Arsenal so long. I completely agree with you that he's not the answer at right back. Stop making these types of decisions and, and trying to shoehorn in the Jackers and the Kalasinaches and the Chambers of the world that have been at the club for so long and have, have not helped us move along. I mean, how real is this? It's, I, this is the one that worries me. This is the one that, that worries me the most. Now, I'm not going to lie. If this one happens, like, it's going to be fireworks the next stream with Kev. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know that. <laughs> I think I'm bringing the firefight, the flamethrower. I'm telling you, man. But no, nah, listen. Ram Shall I just put another picture up just because? Put, just put oh, oh, God. I mean, oh, they look a bit similar. It could be they his cousin. They do. <laughs> He's just got a beard and, you know. They but do. Nah. 30, 30 million on a relegated goalkeeper. I can't see it I mean, for me, I don't, know what, I don't know what you think. Not that I, money. I, I don't. I don't think Arsenal would spend thirty million on him. I, what I think Arsenal are doing is Leno's got two years left. This is just a hunch. It, it could be wrong. I think Leno's making noise that maybe he wants out at some stage, but maybe not right now. And I think they would have signed Anana from Ajax, but because he's got this ban until November, then he goes to the African mm. Nations Cup in January. I think they're thinking this guy's not going to be around for long enough. You've seen with um, the young guy the other day who played in goal, he's not ready yet if Leno Correct. gets injured. So I think they're thinking, get Ramsdale, he'll be the backup until Leno kind of leaves or he'll challenge him until he leaves. But, I mean, I saw today that um, PSG have made Ariola available. They've got three goalkeepers, Donnarumma, Navas and Ariola. Ariola's a better goalkeeper them Ramsdale, you know, mm -hmm. so here's one for you one. guys from Chris. I mean, why not? Why not? Why didn't we keep Matt Ryan? I mean, he, he actually, he, he, I think when he was asked to come in last season, he did a pretty good job. Um, mm. and, and then you're going to want to go spend 32 million. So as, as progress is being made yet, there's this decision with the goalkeeper that could hold yeah. us back, Kev, in terms of making another mistake. Um, maybe. And yeah. is this, and, and like Ariolian says here, is this just paper talk? Yeah, look, I, I'll be honest. It makes no sense to me, to, mm. to be honest with you, because 32 million on a goalkeeper that isn't right up there 
where you could get a Sam Johnson who's in the England squad for, for like 15 million. It makes no sense. No. You know, it makes no sense. So as far as I'm concerned, it is paper talk right now. To spend 30 million where you got other issues elsewhere, where you could pick up a real good keeper for less money, this to me is just a, a yeah. fair, fairy story. All right, let's move on. So we're all in agreement uh, about Ramsdale. Um, I will try not to put a pickup that's going to upset Curtis uh, the same the same way. I can't way. believe me and Kev actually agree on this. Agree as well. on one thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, there's uh, 600 of you in live chat right now. Hit that like button if you hate Tottenham. You know the rules. If you're new to the show and you're a new subscriber, welcome. Thank you so much for giving our show a shot and a chance. We appreciate you very, very much. I'll try and keep up as much as I can with all your comments in chat. Um, and we'll do a quick fire question round for the lads uh, towards the end of the show. So let's talk about and go back to the Emil Smith row. Got some stats for you guys here, um, courtesy of Sky Sports. Appearances, 20 minutes played, goals, assists, open play chances created. But then this one too, Curtis and Kev, is kind of interesting in terms of where he ranks. Um among other players in chances, assists, goals, shooting accuracy, and dribbles. 33 times I think he played and 12 of his goals came from either playing on the left side, in the middle, versatility. He's been given the number 10 shirt. Now, Madison has said recently, Curtis, that he doesn't see himself as a number 10. He sees himself as a number eight. eight. So yeah. can you guys talk me through that a little bit, Madison and, and my goodness, how does that shape up with Emil Smith-Rowe as the 10? I mean, for me, I think Madison would be a great signing for Arsenal because he scores goals from midfield and we haven't had that for a long time. I, I saw a stat that the whole of our midfielders in our squad got six goals last year, you know, between them. Uh, I think Madison got nine um, in, and then he didn't even play every week. He was injured. I thought it was interesting that um, Smithrow got the number 10 shirt, but maybe I'm a bit old school. To me, when I was growing up, number nine and 10 was sacred. Like, it was like, oh my God, you've got to do all sorts to get that number. Nowadays, it gets, you have a good six months, you're wearing the number 10. So maybe times have changed and I need to change with it. You know, I remember Burkamp and players like that you know we're in number 10 but it is what it is it's not the end of the world I think with Madison um we could play a three-man midfield we, we we really played 4-2-3-1 once we got the number 10 in the team whether that was Smithrow or Odegaard towards the end of the season mm -hmm. I actually think sometimes we should look to play that three-man midfield that kind of Liverpool played when you haven't got a great midfield altogether. I think you need that extra man in there to make it that little bit stronger. Um, you see how a player like Henderson thrives in that three-man midfield for Liverpool. When you put him in the England team in a two, he doesn't look quite as good because he's a little bit more exposed. So I think um, that Madison could play in that number eight. And I was smiling when you were saying that because I was thinking in my head, well, you're saying Madison could be at eight and we've still got a number eight shirt available. Smith Rose took the 10. It all kind of adds up really, don't it? You know, that we're going to get him. But, you know, yeah, but here's the one, Curtis. You play a three man midfield. There's no number 10. Well, yeah, you can't play. Well, then you can't play Smith Rowe every week. But I, I don't think he should play every week, really. 
No, but the great thing is Smith Rowe is versatile. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that that's the that's the beauty of this young man. And do you know what I think what the club are, are, are finally doing? they they've done it with Saka and they're doing it with Smith Rowe. They're putting it on his toes and saying, Okay, we believe in you. We're gonna give you the number 10 shirt. Mm. You know, the onus is on you now. Let's 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 concentrate and develop. Um, to the best of your ability next season. This so, is really important. So, Kev, Paul's saying the side would be unbalanced, would have to be a 4-3-3 with Madison in the A and ESR on the wing. Yeah, that, that, it, listen, yeah. It, it, ju it just depends how you play it, right? What, what is Arteta going to want? What, what do you think? He wants a 4-3-3. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants, a 4-3-3. But one thing we do know, sometimes you have to be able to adjust so there might be times where you play a diamond. So Smith Rowe could be at the top of the diamond. So you got three behind. You could have three up top, but it's not two wide men. It could be Smith Rowe in the hole, one wide man and a striker. So I want to throw in Prash's comment too then. So how does this affect Pepe? And then also um, okay, a few, com few comments coming in that how does this affect Martinelli even Jack was talking last night about how when we felt like we needed a goal and we needed to push on he despite coming back from his injuries and when he was ready to play wasn't really given his chances are, are we going to see players like that still miss out on these kinds of opportunities I mean it's a long season we don't have European football um, you know we've got the League Cup the FA Cup and the league this coming season uh, Kevin Curtis how how does it affect the Martinelli's of the world? It's the big C word. It's the big C yeah. word. Competition. Yeah, you you've got to. Um, I mean, I look at. I think this season Martinelli should get game time. You know, he's he's at the Olympics. It, it's a bit of a shame in a way because he'll miss the start of the Premier League season. But I think last season, I think Arteta was under a lot of pressure to try and get something out of Pepe. The fans were calling for him seventy two million. Saka was in great form on the other wing. It was hard to get Martinelli in a lot of the time. I think the frustration was when you had like William playing and you're like, come on, like we can all see that's not working. But I think this year it's for Martinelli to really force his way into the team. You've got to kind of back Arteta into a corner where he can't leave you out the team. I feel like Saka's done that. He's come in, he's played so well. Listen, you can't leave me out this team because you can see what happens when I'm not in the team. So whilst I do blame Mikel Arteta for certain things and using players, players have also got to take it on themselves to, you know, listen, mm -hmm. everyone can see the game. I'm going to put you in a position where you can't leave me out of this team. So I think the competition is vital, but I'm just worry a little bit because he doesn't have that European football where Sometimes you could just keep a player ticking over. You haven't played for a few weeks. I'll chuck you in on Thursday. We don't have that now. So he's really going to have to manage the squad properly this year to make sure everybody stays sharp and involved, you know. So it'd be interesting. We've all complained, haven't we, for how many seasons? There's no competition. Kalasinac is crap. He, who's going to challenge him? Meza Ozil's having a bad game. Who's going to replace him and come on? You know, Mustafi's mm. playing crap. Who's going to come on and, and play for him? Socrates isn't there. It's, you know, so Kev, you, you bring up a really good point about competition. It, it, this, the DNA and the culture of the team is also evolving. 
um, through these new signings and through the turnkey of the squad that started in January. It's so important, isn't it, that there's an appetite for destruction in a really good way when it comes to wanting to make um, the first team. 100%. Look, we've, we've cried out for an aggressive Arsenal team, an Arsenal team that goes out there and goes for it to win. This is what the team have to do, because if you don't do it, there's someone right there waiting to take your place. Mm-hmm. And if we can get that throughout the squad, we'll be in much better shape because we haven't had it for such a long time. I love this comment from Viscount La Magica. Uh, I haven't heard Del Vecchio's name in years. Wow, yeah. Anyone? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, my goodness. Montella as so, well. Yeah, wow. so good, yeah. Viscount. Thanks for um, putting that one up there. Lovely. Um, squad depth is what is ending Liverpool's timeline at the top of the table. Well said, Elliot. This is true. They they haven't reinforced and we are reinforcing. Mm. Now, a lot of questions coming in for you guys about what about the Deadwood? And the, the Deadwood for me would be, and I say this with respect, Kalasinac, <laughs> Chambers, um, Xhaka, who I've defended, you know, a lot of times on this show. Um and then I don't call them Deadwood, but I call what's going to happen with Willett Curtis? What's going to happen with Reese Nelson? There's talk about Maitland Niles and May, uh, May, or, or Reese being used in the deal that we're trying to get for Madison. Um, you want to see all the Hayland boys succeed, but not every Hayland boy has the talent of a Saka or an ESR. Yeah. What's your take on? What's left that needs to shift and go, in your opinion, for us to really turn this team around? I mean, first of all, just before we came Oh, and Bellerin. Thank you, Matthew. I did. I miss Bellerin. Bellerin, yeah, of course. (laughs) First of all, I want to say a big thank you to Mr. Jose Mourinho because (laughs) I'm reading that Xhaka to Roma is done, you know. Finally, the pain is over. You know, we don't have to suffer that. Even though he's had probably one of his best seasons, you know, I don't need that pressure no more. I need Thomas Party to have a proper midfielder next to him. So, Granite, thank this you one, for the this one's for you. This one's for you, Curtis. Oh, Cheers, Granite. Thank you. I was at that game, you know. Yep. Sticking your finger up at us. I know you're frustrated, but, yo, we're frustrated as well, man. You know what I mean? So, Granite. Cheers, mate. Enjoy Rome. Italy, I think he'll do well in Italy. Slower league, Mourinho. He's not a bad player, but Arsenal, Premier League, nah, forget it. Mm. Forget it. You know it, what's so. really funny? It's like, um, I, w- I want William to be, you know, I mm. want him gone. We all want William gone and stuff like that. I think with Xhaka, he's, he's just, he's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it, right? And, you know, Kev said when, when this happened, um, you know, got to go can't can't be playing or putting the shirt up again and and i i know i bring this up again and i asked jack about this last night and maybe i should just stop talking about it because i think i might be annoying everybody but turning up late as captain to a north london derby also pisses me off yeah you know so um but it's not as bad as chucking your chucking the shirt down no chance it's not you're captain and you turn up late for a Tottenham game but it's not as bad as chucking your shirt down at home and, <laughs> and, and giving the, the fans a think. No, it's not. It's not. I, I, I do think it's time. It's time for all those players to go. And if Arteta really wants to build success, he's got to have his own team. And this is it now, right, guys? 
Um, we had Jordan Jarrett Bryan on from Channel 4 um, the other night. And Jordan was saying, first 10, first 10 games, Soph, that's it. So you've mm. got, now he's got, you know, um, this guy needs to show up, as we've said. We've got these two who are just the hope um, for the future. I mean, it'd be great if these two could show up, but I don't think we're going to make that happen anytime soon <laughs> right yeah. now. Um, and then you look at, you know, the fact that we've signed, I think Laconga is an exciting prospect. You know, he's captain of Anderlecht at 21. Vincent Com Company, Curtis, wouldn't make someone captain of Anderlecht Football Club if they weren't yeah. leadership material. Does he start day one as the partner to party? Who is going to be, is that player even at the club yet? Yeah, I, I would say the player's not at the club. Um, I think to chuck Laconga in after a few weeks and just, you know, the Premier League is unforgiving and the fans are unforgiving. I think you need somebody that's ready to take that on their shoulders straight away from day one. Uh, I think, I look at the transfer window now and I think, okay, we've made, we've made a positive start. We've got two younger players in. Ben White's on his way. I think what we do from now until the end of the transfer window will dictate the way our season goes. I feel like we're into the real, this is the meaty part of the dinner now. We've got our little rice and salad in there, but you know, this is the steak right now. We need that centre midfielder. We need that right back. We need, you know, maybe an attacking player as well. So for me, yeah, the centre midfielder is not at the club right now. Mm-hmm. Kev, is he? Do you agree no. with Curtis? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Lukonga is going to take a bit of time. You want to you, you start him on the bench probably and get him some minutes, you know, during games, etc. But we need a, a a real quality player in that midfield beside mm -hmm. Thomas Party to get the best out of the. If we're going to get the best out of our front boys, we need a quality partner in that midfield who's got energy beside Thomas Party. So if I asked, said to you guys and everyone in chat, and thanks to everyone who's joining us, some great points being raised this evening. If I said to you guys, the window closes tomorrow and our business is Tavares, Laconga, Ben White, um, re-signing Emil Smith-Rowe, all of the other deals we've, we've re-signed, we sell Xhaka, we sell Kalasinac, and we sell Bellerin, and we don't get a goalkeeper. Is that a good window? Nah. Willock Very stays good. as, you know, an, a, a, an answer in that midfield. What, what, what for you, I'll start with you, Curtis, then. Um, how, what, we need that Basuma signing, like Kev won't give up on that yet, or that <laughs> Madison signing, um, or whoever it is. What's a successful window for you from now until August 31st to complete the curve that really gives us the impotence to, to kind of be more competitive in the Premier League? I think we need a goalkeeper, um, not Ramsdale, but we need a goalkeeper to go and compete with Leno because, you know, we haven't got a number two that's good enough at the moment. We need a right back for me because, as I said, I think the wingers in this league are so devastating. you got to have, have a proper right back. I think we need a centre midfielder. You know, we've got to get the best out of Thomas Partey. That wasn't Thomas Partey for me last year. You know, Kev does Spanish football. I watched this guy get man of the match against Barcelona. Like, he's a, he's a beast. I don't know who that was last season, but I feel like the mm -hmm. people around him have kind of corrupted him and polluted him a little bit. He needs 
he needs a proper midfielder next to him. I would love Basuma, but I don't think Arteta wants him. I think he wants a ball-playing centre midfielder, somebody more like Neves, Locatelli, somebody who's going to get on the ball. I don't think he sees Basuma in that way. Um, and I think we probably need another number 10 because we saw last year, once we got number 10s in, whether that was Odegaard or Smith-Rowe, we were a better team. But you can't have one in Smith-Rowe because if he gets injured, you're back to square one. So mm -hmm. for me, a Madison as well, I think Madison will be a great signing because he scores goals, he shoots from distance, takes set pieces, he's young. So that's, I think he so would that's love five. It. And he's got Premier League experience, guys. I mean, that's Four. important. Four. Five. Five. Right back, centre mid, number 10, four. We, 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 need, we need five players. Oh, if you're saying Ben White as well, but I'm just classing No, 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 no. Ben White, I'm, I'm saying Ben White is done. I okay. still think okay. we, I, still, I still believe we need five players. Who's your five? Who's your five, Kev? Uh, a goalkeeper, a right back, and a sitting midfielder and two attacking midfielders. Wow. Two. Yeah, because here's our problem. If Aubameyang doesn't do it... Oh, boy. We are, we, we're, we're going back to last season. Mm. We can't afford that. We mm. need players from the midfield who could score. I mean, we were looking to pay 50 million for a while last season. Now we could get him on the cheap. Mm -hmm. And we're not. And we're not. And no, hold on, but we don't know. We don't know. Let's let's just. I I still believe for a squad that we have, if we get five players, I will be happy with five players in in positions of need, and then it's your permutation. You could you could rest people. You could you could tinker with the squad. You could tinker with the team. Whatever. But you've got quality players coming in and out of games. Okay, so I'm going to throw another name up here that might have Curtis just hang up on me at this point. Okay? I know where you're going. I can already see it. I'm, I'm ready to... <laughs> I mean... I mean, I mean you, you tell us, Curtis. I mean, Tammy is... He's a nuisance. He is a nuisance. I'm not going to lie. He's six foot four. He's awkward. He's got a goal in him. He has got a goal in him, but for me... I mean, I'm talking to a former Arsenal striker right here. You know, I'm, <laughs> I've got three strikers behind me who know a thing or two as well about hitting the net. I know times have changed and maybe we need a plan B, something a little bit different, but is Tammy better than Lacazette? I mean, you talk about selling Lacazette, buying Tammy. I want an upgrade. I want a player that we can look at and go, this guy's going to get 20. You know, this guy can take Aubameyang's place. If Tammy Abraham is our number nine this season, if he's our striker, let's say we bought him and Aubameyang got injured, I don't think there's any way we get top four with Tammy Abraham as our striker. That's just my opinion. You know, I just don't, I don't, I don't think he's good enough. And 40 million, not for me. I would stay well away from that deal. Kev? Uh, listen, I, I just think there were times last season where we were putting in 30-odd 30, 30 crosses. And we didn't even get on the end of one cross. Our problem is, aesthetically, maybe Tammy isn't aesthetically pleasing on the eye. But I tell you one thing, if you put that ball in the box, he can get on the end of it. Now, we talk about plan B, we talk about 
being dangerous. We we need we need people who are different. We need an alternative. And I'm not saying Tammy's is just Tammy because we were talking about different players who are who are big, strong. But we need if we're going to be getting all that frost going down the outsides, we need somebody in the in the box who, who's going to give defenders a problem. So, Kev, I, is I'm that just... awkwardness the same as how people kind of disrespected Lukaku when he left Everton and went to Man United? Is that is it? Is there a similarity there in terms? Because now look how he he just elevated his game under Conte into Milan. He won the Scudetto, you know, pretty much put held Belgium together in the Euros as much as he could. Let's let's have it right here a second. Tammy Abraham is done. Is done the loan. He's done the loan circuit. He comes back to Chelsea and gets his chance. And he, he's, he was their top scorer for a long stretch mm -hmm. at Chelsea, keeping out Giroud and all them. So Until Tuchel came in. Yeah, but that's a managerial change that it happens. Mm -hmm. but so I, I, I'm sorry, I, I just don't think Arsenal can, beggars can be choosers. We could get him on loan. And he's an alternative. Can he hold the ball up? Yes, he can. That's a good tick in the box because you know what? If Lacazette's not there to hold the ball up, Aubameyang ain't great at holding the ball up. Okay, so 700 plus of you in live chat. If you hate signing ex-Chelsea players at the Arsenal, <laughs> hit, the, hit the like button, please. Thank you very much. And to, this to both of you then. Why aren't we giving Balogun a chance then? Look, I know he hasn't played at that level yet, and Tammy has. But there's a reason why we signed him. There were a lot of teams that were in for him. I'm super excited about him. Curtis, if we do that kind of deal, does it mean like a Balogun ends up going on loan maybe um, for this season? What, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I can see Balogun going on loan personally because I just look at it, I think with no European football, you've got Bamiang, Lacazette, Martinelli can potentially play central if you if you need to. You don't want Balogun just sitting there mm -hmm. and not really doing much. It's important for his development now. He plays first-team football. If you can get him a good championship club or a lower Premier League club, I think that's going to do more for Balogun's development than sitting on the bench at Arsenal. So, yeah, I could see I could see Balogun going on loan. I, listen, I love Balogun as much as any Arsenal fan does. We've all got high hopes for him, but... We have to be honest, we don't know how good he is yet, right, yeah. in the Premier League. And I'm all for giving people opportunities because you don't find, you know, youngsters without giving them opportunities. But at the moment, you've got Aubameyang through the middle. He's the captain. He's going to be the main striker, I would imagine. We may bring another one in if Lacazette goes. I think Balogun will probably go on loan. I think that's probably a decent move for him if he gets the right club. I've seen a few people, Kevin, chat talk about Balogun maybe not shining in the the preseason game, but he he was played wide, wasn't he? Really, it, which didn't seem like a comfort zone for him. Correct me if I'm wrong as well, Curtis. But I I just think that you have to set players up, you know, to succeed. But, but so that might be the only position he could get. He could get a game. Mm. Which is why he was chosen to play there in the preseason. Yeah, game. because. Him playing centre forward is totally different than an experienced player. Why? Because he's not, he's never played first team football mm -hmm. as as an out and out number nine with your back to goal taking the hits. 
And he's not the he's strong, but he's not the biggest lad. So again, with his speed and with his movement, etc., you're looking to get him down the sides and on the outside, not get the ball wide and stick across him. Where does Lacazette fit into all of this, Curtis? Does he stay? Are we going to try and cash in on him? It's been so quiet on the Lacazette front. And do you know what? I think Lacazette will be at Arsenal next season yeah. because I just don't think... Number one, there's, there's a big financial problem in the French league at the moment. I think outside of PSG, a lot of them French clubs are struggling. Canal Plus deal collapsed. You know, the teams that were linked with him, they were talking about Leon and Monaco. I don't see how they can take Lacazette's wage on. I think he's on 150 grand plus, they were saying. You know, he, he's not going to take a big wage cut at 30 years of age. You know, he's sitting on a good contract there. So I think Lacazette will be at Arsenal next season. It's just, it's just a case of how Arsenal manage him. He's now got 11 months left on his contract. Do we allow a fifty million pound signing to run down his deal and walk out the door next year, or do they offer him a one-year extension so that maybe he's got some value next season? I don't, know. Sign I don't it. know how they manage that. He won't sign it. He won't come, sign it. Come on, let's get real now. Let's get real. He wants the he's, bag he's, next year. He's running his contract down. Yeah, yeah. Unless, but, unless but, Arsenal go and get somebody to then try and do a deal, try. Yeah. And then Arsenal are in a real bad position to do a deal because teams know they're desperate to get rid. Kevin, yeah. in a time last season, especially when you talked about how these young players weren't surrounded by proper leadership and senior players, Lacazette was the one that really stood up, I he thought. Was showing leadership. Yeah. He was. 100% he was. I thought he, second half of the season mostly, he was sensational, I thought. Mm -hmm. And... When the youngsters came in, he really dovetailed them so well, you know, speaking to them, the way they play, they could play off him, and he was the he was that constant. But Arsenal's mm. pro Arsenal's problem for going back for years has been timing. Our timing has been so poor mm. because if you're gonna keep Lacazette, you would have you would have signed him. Start of last season, you would have extended him. Mm -hmm. But they didn't do that because they mm. waited and waited and waited. They extended Abamyang, so maybe he took most of the money. So you get to a year left, and as a player, you're going to say, well, I'll tell you what, this could yeah. be my very last payday if the club don't want to resign me. And yeah. I guess don't panic about Aubameyang yet, despite the sitters he missed in the two games against the Scottish teams. Curtis, do, do you feel like that's just a hangover from last season? I mean, he was enjoying the Formula One the other day, rightly so. It's his off-season. He should. But there's some players that just go away and hustle. And I, I love his personality. He's flashy. I get it. It's cool. But, I mean, did that worry you at all? Or do you think don't? You know, simmer down, so simmer down. You know? <laughs> no, Sophie, Sophie, that, let me just say this. You're talking about the strikers' union here, so yeah, yeah, come on. She's trying to get me to feed him to the Lions, man. It's not going to like, happen. It's like the wide receivers in the <laughs> yeah. NFL, oh, isn't big it? Big time, big time, big time. Listen, I always say this, yeah. When a player's doing well, nobody complains about the car he drives, the clothes he wears, the hairstyle. The money the he makes. Stops. 
You know what I mean? We only talk oh, I don't about, care that. about that. I love that. No, you I'm made don't, it. but not you, yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. People, in general, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't mind that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, I watch the Rangers game. He's missing chances, and I'm like, oh no, has he missed that? But let's face it, nothing. You know, preseason is just preparation for the seat. I've seen Arsenal win every game in preseason and go and lose the opening day, and and vice versa. So, listen, every Arsenal fan was unhappy with what happened with Aubameyang last season. All of a sudden, he's gone from 20 league goals to 10 league goals. I don't think he's finished. You know, I still think there's a quality player there. I think the the club and the manager have to take some responsibility as well because at times I saw a striker that was just starving last season. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just, just desperate for an opportunity, you know. He was on the or left wing, mm -hmm. putting crosses in, you know, and... And this, that it didn't look like a nice place to play. When I watch Vardy play for Leicester, I think that all looks nice. They're playing to you. You know how they're going to play. With Aubameyang, I see a lot of a lot of issues. He needs to step up himself. You know, it can't solely be blamed on the manager. Mm -hmm. No, I, I I agree with that. I guess I got turned off by him because of what happened in the North London derby. And I've got yeah. to let it go. I really do have to let it go because I know shit happens and stuff like that. And there's nothing more <laughs> I love seeing our players enjoying life. And, you know, they work hard. They should be able to do whatever they want in their free time. I just want him to be a bit more serious this season as captain. Don't yeah. change your personality. But... Just a little bit of seriousness, Kev, as captain of the Arsenal Football Club. When Saka looks like the maturest player in the dressing room on Instagram, you know, that worries me. I, I don't, I mean... Yeah, but he never worried you the season before when he got 20-odd goals. He was... That, Aubameyang has, always been, okay, Aubameyang has always been the same. And he's, he's not going to change. He's I, not going to change. The, the difference is, Sophie, mm -hmm. when you're scoring goals and Arsenal winning games, we accept virtually anything. We accept virtually anything. Winning but is the ticket they, for everything, isn't it? Yeah, but when you, you, you get a pass, don't you? You get a pass. But when things aren't going well, we all the slightest details we dig out. And I, I get it. What we yeah. need is Arsenal to be better this season. And, and we need Aubameyang yeah. to play his captain's role by banging the goals in. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so we'll finish on this one. A good hour with the lads talking about the ESR um, contract, where where everyone fits in. If Ben White comes, Madison um, is the, the dream ticket, I think, at this point. Uh, some fantastic feedback from you guys in terms of how, how we set up as well. But this is all going to come down to one man, and we know who that is. Curtis. <laughs> We've I been on for a, over an hour. A, I haven't even said his name. We go. <laughs> I, I don't have a picture for him. I think I might have a picture for yeah, him. You've got the signing one. You've got the signing with Smith I've got the signing one with Smith Rowe. And let me tell you, I mean, he looks very happy here, but it's all going to be down to the guy on your left if you're looking at the computer screen. Mm -hmm. Tell me, Curtis. Ten oh. games. How, how long does he get? We get off to a negative start? Hopefully not. I pray. I've got humble pie baking. I'm ready to eat it with whipped listen, cream and listen, ice cream. I'm with you. I've got spoons. I've got everything. <laughs> the pie's in the oven. I, listen, do you know what? I criticised Arteta a lot last year, and I feel like he deserved a lot of it. <laughs> but I'm prepared to give him a clean slate because we just want the best for Arsenal. I don't mind being wrong if it's for the benefit of the football club we all support. So I want him to do the business. I don't mind people saying you was wrong about him. 
What I feel with Mikel Arteta now, there's no hiding place anymore. You can't say I need more time, more players, more transfer windows. You're getting players. You know, he's had over... Do you know what I'm saying? Straight that business now. I ain't going to take no prisoners no more. I can't deal with finishing eighth anymore. Two years mm -hmm. in a row, eighth. All right, now let's get serious as a football club. I believe, yeah, 10 games because with 60,000 fans inside the Emirates, you ain't going to have that same level of patience that we had last year where we're probably shouting in our, in our living room. You know the Emirates when... The fans are not happy with the manager. It can become a difficult place. Wenger saw it. Emery saw it. Fortunately for, for Arteta, he hasn't really seen that yet. So for me, there's no hiding place. Edu has got to give him the tools. Stan Kroenke's got to give him the tools. It looks like we're willing to spend money, but we've got to spend it the right way. I don't want Ramsdales and, and people like that. Get proper players in. Give him what he wants. Ball playing centre-back, midfielder, goalkeeper, number 10. Right. Then it's all on him. We'll see what you're about as a manager. I think 10, 15 games, if we're in a bad position, the club may have to act early. But listen, let's hope let's hope we're not doing that. You know, Conte, uh, as people are saying, Conte's out of work. So people are always going to bring that up. Conte's in the background, but, you know, he's, he's going to have to do the business. And I'll be on Kev about Conte, you know, if he ain't starting well, I'll be there. Hey, let me tell you something. Arsenal don't go for the best managers. What's up with you? When, when do you guys ever learn? I'll change them habits. But they, but they don't because with them big managers, the big them big managers need even bigger money to spend. That's the problem. Well, mm. Conte's definitely one. I mean, that's why he left Inter Milan, right? The minute they told yeah. him he had to sell players to subsidize exactly. what he wanted to do, he was out of there. Mourinho is that there's certain managers. I mean, even, yeah. you know, Pep, I mean, that you. It's amazing what Claudio Ranieri did with Leicester Football Club to win the Premier League with all those other teams, you know, around him. But money talks and bullshit walks in football these days. That's just the reality of the game. Kev, we did it. Curtis, we did this thing. We, we should we should do it with you before the season starts. Actually, we gave points for the first. I think it was the tenth first ten games, and we okay. have some tough games to start mm -hmm. off with. Oh, yeah. And Magic Mike wanted to remind you, Kev, that I think you had the Arsenal at 30 points, no, which I think I is an exaggeration yeah, from but Magic that, Mike. But that's Magic Mike for you. That's <laughs> Magic Mike. But I'll tell you what, we would we would definitely be top four in what, what I was giving because <laughs> I, think we were like, I was on like, because you know me, I'm the eternal positive. I, I want to be positive. Absolutely. I think we're on like 26 or 25 points, something like that. Yep. We need that type of start. We desperately need that type of start, starting with the Brentford game. Look, Chelsea's players have been all in, in the Euros, Champions League. Who knows what's... We've got an opportunity here. We've got an opportunity. We, we play them and then City, don't we? So it's, it's, it's tough whichever way you look at it. But a few wins under our belt, good performances. Hey, we'd be set up nice. Well, we've got City... On August 28th, you know, um, we've got Burnley away, which isn't easy. Then we've got, you know, our dirty neighbours coming as well in those yeah, uh, yeah. first <laughs> first few games. So it's not going to be – listen, <laughs> it's the up, Premier man. League, right? And no easy games in the Premier League, no matter who um, you're playing. And I love Kev's positivity. And I, I hope for the sake of the team – everybody that we get off to a positive start now if we lose to Chelsea we've played quite well against over the last few seasons to be honest on the double over them last season 
you know, Manchester mm. City. Um, we've struggled. Is, we've time, struggled, yeah. right? Uh, and Magic Mike also wants to remind us we're only 44 games away <laughs> from breaking our invincible record. So, uh, <laughs> <magic>. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Um, listen, don't forget to visit our friends at footballprizes.co.uk. The auction tomorrow is safe hands. Mr. David Seaman's shirt is up for grabs. Um, I will put that up on the Twitter account a little bit later. Go grab your ticket uh, and um, make sure that you put yourself in the ring for that. Listen, GP, be excited, lads. That's what GP wants. Be excited. Curtis, a lot of comments regarding your background as well. There's a number 10 back there that was pretty sweet. Um, there's nothing more we would special, love. Special, special boys behind yep, Curtis. Yep, yep. Mm. Nothing more than we'd love for this guy to be um as successful as those guys especially that other legendary number 10 we live in hope you know guys we've done a good thing today emil smith rose signs was there was there ever going to be any other outcome i don't think so curtis what's your final thought on today smith row where we're going and what what comes next in in a nutshell in terms of us being ready day one in the premier league and also, no preseason now in America. Like, yeah, you guys should arrange a scrimmage with Arteta. The two of you get out there. <laughs> get a team Hold to on. go and play. Curtis will be rocking bro bro him up. Rob Holden United. Rob the Net. Telling you, man. Oh, we'll roll back geez. the years, man. Rob Holden <laughs> will have him scrambling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know what? I think. Listen, we. We've had plenty of bad days at Arsenal. I think today is a good day. A very good mm -hmm. young player with a bright future. I love the interview that he gave. You know, it reminded me of Kev, Ian Wright, you know, Rocky, them boys, the way he was the talking days. about the club, what it means to him, how much he wants to succeed there. I love that kind of talk. So I think today was a great day. The club have got to build on what they've done in the window. I just, you know, we've had it too many years where we hit the last day of the window and we feel like we're short. We haven't got that. We haven't got that. I just want to feel like we're prepared to go to action, you know, and mm -hmm. we're going to give it a good go and give this manager an opportunity. I, do you know what I feel? I'm trying to be really positive about Arsenal because I enjoyed the Euros this summer. You know, Arsenal's back. I'm like, you know, we've been in a pandemic. I really want to go and watch and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So go and get some proper players in. As bad as we were last year, we only finished six points outside the Champions League spots. That's not that much points. We could have made that up quite easily if we'd have won a few more games so let's build let's get the right players in and you know let's go and have a positive season I want to see a style of football this year I want to enjoy going back to the Emirates see Aubameyang scoring the youngsters thriving let's hope we'll have something to smile about this year you know mm -hmm. yeah. Kev I'll leave you to have the last word today well, well, I just want to say thanks to Curtis for coming on. It's always great Pleasure, speaking bro. to him. Um, we even agreed on something, so there you go. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe something. it. <laughs> yeah, you see something. Uh, thanks to you, as, as always, Solf. Um, look, so. We know Arsenal do sometimes hurt us, but today they made us proud, signing the, the Croydon De Bruyne. He signed, what is it, four or five years. He's at the club. Him, Saka, most of our youngsters are all tied down now. And listen, we've got to give some credit to Edu and, and Mikel Arteta for that because there was a few of them we weren't too sure Villa were pushing. But we got yeah. that done. Now what we need to see is some experience coming to that squad to be able to be ready for the first day of the season. That's what I want to see. 
I definitely hope Arsenal could do that. And you know what? Squaddies, you've been fantastic today again. And I salute you. 